Thank you, Lord, for your great extravagant love that is poured upon us in this moment, in this hour, in this day. Thank you that you never stop loving us, but that your love is ever towards us. Just stir our hearts this morning and help us to love you more and to leave people that are transformed by your amazing love and grace in our lives. Help us, Lord, to be effective witnesses in our community for you, Lord. And may your word this morning be fire in our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. I actually had a teacher who used to do that. (laughs) Usually when it was really, really quiet and we were all working on our homework, she would just smack that thing and uh, to startle us, I There is so much that is clamoring in our world for our attention. More, I think, than perhaps ever before. I don't know if you're from how much savvy or familiar you are with the internet, but um, there's more and more and more that's clamoring for people's attention. Do you see the kids on the street, you know, and in school? What are they doing? You know what this is? They're texting, right? They're texting. They're, t- they're, co- they're tweeting. Did you ever hear of that? You know, how many of you know what Twitter is? You know what Twitter is? Oh, I have to explain it to you. I see that. There's a website called twitter.com. And you can sign on. You have a, you know, sign on with your name. And then you have 140 characters you can use to tweet a little message. Hi, I'm going to the store. Goodbye, I'm leaving now. Uh, I'll be back. Um, here's and then you can put pictures out there and 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 people do this all day long. Okay, they tweet, 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 tweet. tweet. I'm not kidding you. They do this all day long. And text messages. Okay, you know why you can get unlimited texting on your phones? Most of us don't don't use it, but the kids they're texting, 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 texting because. What, why? And why? Why do we have such a, a need to be heard? Because it's a basic human need. And advertising understands this, don't they? Did you ever notice when you're watching TV that when the advertisements come on, what happens? The volume increases, right? They are wanting your, what? They want your attention. Right, exactly, right? Wake up, listen, we want to hear your attention. What do we do? We walk out of the room to go get a snack or something, right? So we we live in this world where everyone is clamoring, clamoring, clamoring for our attention. Tweet, 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 ringtones, right? You can get any ringtone you want. You have a favorite song, go online, download it, you can get whatever ringtone you want. Beep, 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 you know, this is beeping, that's beeping. Um, ding, 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 you know, you get you get an instant message on your computer, ding, you know. I don't know if you're familiar with that either, but I mean, the noise level has increased tremendously in our world. And then there's voices, right? I'm using my voice right now. You can hear it, hopefully. <laughs> and, um, you know, Han, Han, Han! <laughs> what happens? We're not... We're not listening, we're not hearing, what's going on? Mom, mom, sometimes we hear that, right? So we have all of these voices. We have voices from TV. We have people with earbuds. You don't just see the kids walking around with the the iPods, right? Things in their ears, right? 
I mean, anyway, that's a whole other thing, right? Sometimes people are driving with stuff in their ears, talking on the phone. More noise, more voices, more and more, more and more. There's the news media. They're clamoring for our attention. I think, you know, now when you, when you go on, on the news, if you, if you watch the news, I try not to, um, but, but if you do, <laughs> it's even there. It's the more noise, the more in their face they can get, the more they can argue with their point, and, and they're shouting at us. This is my viewpoint. There used to be, you know, you watch the news and they, they gave you some information, you know. <laughs> now they're like shouting, they're fighting, talking over one another, wanting to be heard. We have magazines, we have newspapers, we have blogs, besides all of the Twittering and all of the... And then there's another there's another piece to some of us old people that we just don't get this either, but there's Facebook, there's MySpace, there's YouTube, there's all of these social networking places on the Internet where people are talking all day long, saying, just saying, just saying whatever, whatever comes in their mind. <laughs> And people are commenting on, on, on each other's comments and, and commenting on each other's comments and commenting on each other's comments all day long, 24-7. <laughs> we have entertainers. We have sports. Then there's the sports world, and that's louder than ever. Did you ever notice they use noise as a, as a strategy now? The players go like this, and everybody makes a lot of noise so the players can't hear what they need to say. And it's, it's, there's more noise, more noise. It's like more noise is better. Politicians, they screaming at us with their noise, right? The economists are trying to tell us what they want to tell us. And the health world, the medical world is screaming at us, telling us to eat blueberries. If you eat five pints of blueberries a day, you'll, you'll be healthy, wealthy, and wise. And <laughs> Everybody is trying to get us to listen to them, to hear them. It's a marketing thing. Pornography, pornograph pornographic sites, they're trying to get everybody's attention too and trying to suck suck our world in. The movies, the movies, there's movies that try and do that. The, the uh, Hollywoods trying to get our attention, trying to get us to listen, trying to get us to come to the movies or buy their movies or whatever. Christian world is doing the same thing pretty much, right? Televangelist world, they're all clamoring for your tent. Send me your money. Send me your money because I'm the one who can make you healthy, wealthy, and wise. Well, I don't really think there's ever been a time where there's been such a clamor for our attention. And what is getting dimmed out? What are we losing our ear for? We're losing our ear for hearing God speak to our hearts. And it's the main thing. It's the only voice that's truly important in our life and in our living. And you know what? We are listening to something. You may think, oh, I don't Twitter, I don't go on Facebook, I don't, I don't listen to, you know, I don't do that. Well, there's, there's some of those things you don't do. But you are listening to something. However it comes to you, you are listening to something. And I want to ask you today, what are you listening to? There's three sources of our thoughts. God's thoughts, 
man's thoughts and Satan's thoughts. And we're listening to one of those, at least. At least one of those. Because what we do in our lives shows what we are listening to. Whatever you're doing. I don't care what it is. If you're working, 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 somebody told you that's what you should be doing. So you're listening. If you're playing, 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 you're doing that because that's what you feel is somebody told you the thing to do in your life. No matter what it is, no matter what the excess is, and we all have excess in our life, if truth be told, there's something that we just, where does your mind turn? Where does your, where does your heart go when you're free? When you don't have to think about something in particular? Where does your mind go? You're listening to something. And it's important that we listen to the right voice. We need to listen to God's voice because it affects the way we live. What if God started tweeting or sending text messages? (laughs) Your phone started beeping and it was God. Well, you know, some of us would just delete it because we're not listening. We're not trying to tune in to hear what he has to say. And God is ever calling to us, ever calling to us. And we need to, we need to hear his voice. We need to know how to hear his voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. They know me and they hear my voice. And I want to ask you today, all of us, do you know the sweet sound of the good shepherd's voice? He said, my sheep know my voice. And I would like to ask you, when's the last time you heard his voice? And what did he say to you? And where is that coming from? We live in a world also where people say, oh, God told me to do this, and God told me to do that, and God told me to do the other thing. I want to say, well, where did that voice come from? Where did that come from? We're going to get to that a little later. But... Um, when we come to, when we come to God's, God's, um, word, notice, first of all, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and God did what? What's that next word? God said, He spoke, voice, hear, He spoke and said, let there be light, and there was light. His voice was so powerful, that it brought into existence the world. Light, darkness, fish, trees, air. Wow, that's, that's really almost something about the power of a voice, isn't it? The power, that, the media knows this. Advertising knows this, don't they? The power of us hearing a voice, it's powerful, okay? And then when Jesus is getting ready to come into the world, what comes first? His cousin comes first. But what does the Old Testament call his his cousin? And what does the New Testament remind us that the Old Testament calls his cousin? Anybody? A voice. Here comes John the Baptist. Here comes the Messiah into the world. And what is said? A voice crying in the wilderness. Prepare ye the way of the Lord. Make straight in the desert a highway for our God. What is John's message? Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. 
Are we hearing that message? When God is about to bring Jesus into the world, he doesn't send a lightning bolt. He doesn't send an earthquake, which he could. He could have sent all of those things. He could have sent a tornado. He could have done anything. He could have had him come down on a horse, riding on a horse with, you know, clouds of glory and angels singing glory, hallelujah, and all all of that. He sends a voice saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. It's not a message that our world likes to hear. Our world likes to hear, you're doing so good, you're so nice, I love you so much, just keep on doing exactly what you're doing, don't ever think about changing it because you're just so perfect and I just love you so much. And we just all love that message because then we go out feeling really good. (laughs) But we also have to hear God's voice that says, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. There's sin in your life, you need to get rid of it. God hates sin. Jesus came to remedy the problem for sin. Not to condemn us. Not to make us go out and say, Oh, woe is me. I'll never be any good. I shouldn't have gone to church today. That was terrible. No. God came to say, Repent. I have a solution to the problem. Hear me. Now we, I, this boggles my mind. That God should have to ask us to hear him. That's insane. He's the God. And that he should have to ask, or that he would choose to ask us to listen to him? When we have any idea that God might possibly be speaking to us, seems to me like we ought to like stop dead in our tracks and say, I'm listening. And yet we have a choice. He's given us this amazing choice that we actually can tune him out. You know, on Twitter, you can click the button that says block, and you won't see that person's tweets anymore. (laughs) On your phone, you can hit delete, and you don't hear the phone ring anymore, or shut it off, or whatever. We have choice. You do have a choice. You can shut the TV off, and you don't have to watch it if you don't like what's coming across, right? You can close the book. If you're reading a book, you don't like what it's saying. You can close the book and you can go on and you can do something else. Whatever the vehicle is that you listen to, you have a choice. You have a choice. God gave us a choice. And that we would turn from his voice. How sad. And yet, when you look around in the world today, really and truly, who is listening to the voice of God? Who is listening? And are we listening? Are we choosing to listen to the voice of God? Let's look at the Word of God. I gave a few of you a slip of paper. And again, I find this amazing. You know, there's that little thing called the doctrine of proportional emphasis, which means when something's mentioned a lot in the Bible, you kind of like to pay attention to it. So everybody who has one of those little slips of paper, would you please stand up? And I want you to listen to what they're going to say. Start over here. Carol, would you start? Read us the, read us the references. Okay, thank you. What did it say? He who has ears to hear, let him, Jesus, Jesus, every single one of those was a quote from Jesus who said, if you have ears, 
please hear what I'm saying. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. He wasn't talking about cleaning the wax out of our ears so we could hear him in audio sound. He was asking us to hear his heart and hear with our heart that it would affect our actions. What we listen to affects our actions, I submit to you. And we are listening to something or someone. And we need to start paying attention. When Jesus was asked, what is the greatest commandment? What is should we do? He said, first of all the commandments, hear, O Israel. That's the summation of the law. It's called the Shema. And it starts with the word hear. Listen, O Israel. The Lord your God is one. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and strength, and thy neighbor as thyself. Are we hearing that voice? Are we tuning that voice out? What are we doing with what we hear God speaking to us? We are people of privilege. We have heard God's word perhaps more than most people in the world. There's probably not a sermon you'll ever hear again in your life that you'll hear something that you've never heard before. Because we've heard it. We've heard it over and over and over and over again. The question is, what are we doing with it? Are we living it? Is it changing our lives? Are we listening for God's voice that make, to make us change and be who he wants us to be? People have a basic human need to be heard. And clearly, when they can tweet or face, put on some messages on Facebook or text somebody, you know, that, that satisfies, like, well, somebody's listening. Somebody's listening to me, <laughs> I guess, because it certainly is taken off in, in incredible ways. Um, and apparently, this is a God quality, too, because we're made in the image of God. And God wants to be heard. He wants to be heard by you and me. Because when Jesus, again, was being transfigured on the mount before his disciples, there came a voice out of the heavens that said, This is my beloved Son. What's the next two words? Hear Hear him. Did God have to say that? God had to say that about his own Son? Hear him? Why? There's a problem with, with our ears sometimes, isn't there? Selective hearing. We hear what we want to hear. You know, as children, your mom was calling you and telling you you had to, you know, do something. Wow, you could tune that right out, right? I didn't hear that. <laughs> well, we, we can do that with God too, can't we? And, and yet, how sad. Is that what we want to do? We want to tune God out? We want to tune God out of our lives? We're going to miss something really important, aren't we? We're going to miss the things that are most important. God wants us to listen. He asked us, Jesus asked his disciples to listen to him and to live in such a way that showed, that showed that he was in their life. And he's asking us to do the same. He doesn't ask us to do something different. He asks us to live in a way that shows the world that he's real. If I told you that, if you would come back this afternoon, I'll tell you some great secret that you know, some new thing that, that you, you never heard before. I promise it's going to be juicy. It's going to be good. It's going to be interesting. I bet you a lot of you come back. 
And if you didn't, you'd make sure you called somebody who did, you knew did come back and find out what it was. Why? We have that basic human need to hear and be heard and to know what's going on and to know the latest and all of that. Would to God we had that kind of passion to hear God's voice, to hear God's voice, to hear God's voice. Are you listening? Are you hearing God's voice? And if you are, what's the last thing he said to you? What did you hear him say? What have you done about it? Have you changed anything because of what you've heard God say to you? He has a sweet voice. His voice is sweet to us. He doesn't, he doesn't clamor his way into our life. He doesn't force his way into our life. He's a gentleman and he waits for us to respond. He speaks and he allows us to respond. He does not force his way into us. We have in our, even in our, um, Christian world, we have a lot of voices today. And sadly, a lot of voices that are are not good. I don't know how else to say it to you. I mean, we want to lift up every 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 ministry that glorifies God and that really is connecting people to Jesus. But that is something we have to be careful about. We have to find. We have to be discerning. Not every voice that you hear coming across your TV is a voice you should be listening to just because it's calling itself Christian. There's people with itching ears. There, there's, you know, that's why I was telling you that, you know, if I was going to tell you a juicy secret and you'd be here back at 3 o'clock, you know, would you be here? <laughs> because we have as a human being this desire to hear something new, something great, something, something, you know, that person really told us something exciting and, you know, wow, they're... What happens as a result of that? We get a lot of confusion. We got a lot of mixture. We got this familiar spirit thing going on where people pick up in the spirit realm things that are going on in other people's life and profess to be like, you know, gods knowing good and evil and, and telling you what you're going to be doing. You're going to be, you're going to, you know, you're going to be the next Billy Graham and you're going to be the next, uh, <laughs> the next Pope and you're going to be the next. <laughs> Well, I'm telling you, this is what people are running around trying to find out. What is God got to say to me? If they go to this pastor and this missionary and this evangelist, they are going to give me a word from God and then I'm going to, my, then my life's going to be all right. What do we got here? What is this thing called? What is this thing called? The word of God. Oh, yes. Have you been reading your Bible this week? Have you been reading the Word of God? People want to know, how do I hear God speak to me? A, B, C, right here. Word of God. Jesus speaks to us on every page. I don't care where you're reading in this Word. It doesn't matter if you're in Numbers or if you're in Deuteronomy or you're in Ezekiel or you're in Revelation or you're in Matthew. It doesn't matter. Jesus speaks through his word because his Holy Spirit that indwells us promised to be our teacher. We may not understand it all. It's not what I don't understand about the Bible that's troubling. It's what I do understand. And there's enough of it that we do understand to change our living. 
When's the last time you opened the Word and heard God speak to your heart? And you prayed over it and you said, yes, Lord, that means me. I bow at your word. I embrace your word. We live in a world that's so confused and so messed up. Why? Because truth has been lost. Been lost. If you go to college today, there's no absolute truth. If you, if that's working for you, that's good. That's your truth. That's good. You could just create one. Just create a truth. Anything that's working for you, that's great. You just you just live by that. That's wonderful. Not so when we come to the Word of God. The Word of God is absolute. It's clear. It's direct. It tells us how to live. God speaks to us through His Word. It tells us that He hates sin and that He wants us to hate sin. It tells us to love one another as he loved us and gave his life for us. Are we loving one another like that? Are we hearing that message? Are we loving one another as Christ loved the church and gave his life for it? I know, I'm asking the same questions over and over because we don't always get it the first time. It's hard for us to listen because there's so much clamoring for our attention and we were thinking about what we're going to do next and who we got to talk to later and, and who we got to call up later and all the whole, it, it, the enemy of our souls is good at trying to distract us and get us to hear the wrong voice. He's very good at it. And if you're not social networking and you're not text messaging and you're not on your cell phone and you're not distracted by any of that, I'll tell you where else, it, how else it comes. It comes from that old little voice inside your head that says, you're no good. You're blowing it. Your whole life is a waste. You should just quit today because what are you doing? You don't make a difference. You're on plan Z, you know, forget about A, B, and C. You're already down on plan Z as far as God's concerned. And you should, you're just wasting your time and you're blowing it big time and well, everybody else does it better than you. you. Sound familiar? We got these old tapes that run around in our heads. Where do they come from? They come from the pit of hell, don't they? And we have a choice. You have a choice. I have a choice. That tape's got to get shut off. <laughs> and what? how's it going to get shut off unless we start replacing it with something else? And it's got to start getting replaced with the Word of God says... I am redeemed. I am of great value. I have a robe of righteousness. I can approach the throne room of heaven. I am. And we have to know. If you don't know God's word, if you're not reading it, how are you going to replace those old tapes? How are you going to put anything else in new? You know, there's a computer saying, garbage in, garbage out. <laughs> if, if you put bad information into the computer, you're going to get bad information out of it. Well, it's the same with, same with our minds. If you're feeding on that garbage that Satan's feeding you all the time, you're no good. You're not fit for this world. You're useless. You're worthless. You're not effective. You're not doing this. Well, pretty soon it's going to become your truth. That's why we got to feed on the Word of God. And we've got to listen. We've got to make a choice to listen. Listen ardently for the Word of God. 
to change us, to act on it, to make a difference in our lives. There was this old, when I was in, again, back in grammar school, we used to sing, they tried to teach us this song about uh, obeying traffic rules, and it was stop, look, listen. These are the three commands. You must stop and look and listen, and then I can't remember the rest of the words. So, But I did got, got the stop, look, and listen part, and that's the part I want to, us to get today, is we need to stop, we need to look and listen to God's Word and let it change us every single day. Let's make a choice. Let's tune out some of the other stuff. Another song we sang in high school with a magical choir was, Hey, hey, anybody listening? Hey, hey, anybody care? Hey, hey, anybody listening? Anybody care? <laughs> We do care. We care about God's voice, don't we? Let's listen better. Let's listen better. Let's make it the thing that forms our life, that fashions our daily choices, that that changes our today. Today, we can be changed by listening to the voice of God, the voice of our Good Shepherd. Oh, the, and let me share with you this one more thing. The reason that I shared this with you today was because one night in this week, I woke up uh, I woke up from sleep with this old song rolling around in my in my heart. Jesus calls us over the tumult of our life's wild restless sea. And that's what all of this noise is. It's like a wild restless sea. But Jesus calls us. And he says day by day his sweet voice soundeth saying, "Christian, follow me." Again, that he should have to even ask us to is amazing, but he does. He invites us over and over and over. Jesus calls us from the worship of the vain world's golden store. And isn't it worshiping all kinds of stuff? From each idol that would keep us saying, Christian, love me more. In our joys and in our sorrows, days of toil and hours of ease, still he calls in cares and pleasures, Christian, Love me more than these. Jesus calls us by thy mercies. Savior, may we hear thy call. Give our hearts to thy obedience. Serve and love thee best of all. May it be true for all of us.